Hey there, folks. Welcome to Rock and Rally Tennis, where it's all tennis, all the time. I'm James Lynn. Follow us on Twitter at Rock and Rally. That's rock underscore and underscore rally. And on Facebook at facebook.com backslash rock and rally tennis. Rock and Rally Tennis podcast episode number 166 is brought to you by careerwonder.com the ultimate career resource site featuring video interviews of professionals from a wide array of industries. Sharing the stories, journeys, and insights about their careers and jobs at careerwonder.com. You know, it's often been said in sports and in life that the solutions to many problems are hiding in plain sight. You know, in tennis, when we embark on correcting or improving our game, we sometimes overlook the most basic and obvious for our solutions. In this podcast, I want to talk about one of the most obvious but commonly overlooked components as it relates to tweaking our strokes, and that is the grip. Now, the most important thing to keep in mind about any of the grips we use, whether it's eastern forehand, eastern backhand, continental, semi-western, or full western, is that every player has slightly different physical attributes, size, strength, flexibility, to mention a few. And of course, hand sizes also vary as do the proportions of the palm to fingers, finger to finger, spacing between fingers, and so on. Moreover, racket handles can vary in shape. Some are more square or round, while others more rectangular or flat. Thus, it goes without saying that there will always be some slight variance from player to player in how they view, define, handle, and optimize each of the same grips. Now, to share an example, you know, recently I was working with a 4.5 level player on her backhand slice. Let's call her Annie. Now Annie is in her 40s, athletic, tall, and rangy. She is a tenacious competitor who does not get cheated on her swings. If she is in a position to punish the ball, she will certainly give it her best shot. When it comes to her backhand slice, which is a shot she does try to incorporate more into her game, well, the racket face has a tendency to open ever so slightly when she initiates the forward descending stroke frequently resulting in a slice that is, well, pretty much a floaty that lands deep in the court, which is okay depending on the circumstances and opponents, of course. But the problem is that that's pretty much all she can do with that backhand slice. It's very challenging for her to consistently produce a solidly struck penetrating slice. And needless to say, she's also unable to knife, angle, or chip the ball the way she wants. Now, the opening of her racket face on the forward descending stroke of her backhand slice is actually due to a childhood injury to her arm and shoulder. The injury has basically compromised her flexibility and range of motion just enough when her hand and arm are held above chest level on the backhand. Now this leads to a slight lifting of her leading elbow, which in turn causes the racket face to open just a tad on that forward descending stroke. Now aside from this issue, the rest of the mechanics of her backhand slice are very sound. She makes a nice early unit turn, closes the front shoulder, does a nice job of not over-rotating the trunk on the forward stroke, and so on. Now, Annie was using the continental grip for the backhand slice, which is pretty much what everyone uses for this shot. Now, for me, understanding the slight physical limitation of her arm and shoulder led, led me to adjust her grip for this stroke. Now, I still had her use a continental grip, but I moved her first knuckle just a hair so that the racket face would not, was now just a hair more closed. And the rest, as they say, is history. Annie now has a solid backhand slice that now features a variety of pace, trajectories, depths, angles, and chips. You know, that tiny adjustment to her grip 
has largely contributed to transforming what was once a one-dimensional floaty backhand slice into one that is now multi-dimensional and versatile. Now any slice backhand is an example of how a tweak of the grip can completely transform a stroke. Now, over the years I've worked with dozens of players who have dramatically improved their forehands, backhands, serves, volleys, and yes, even junk shots with a simple adjustment to their grips. Now as I talked about in previous podcasts, when it comes to finding that proverbial happy place for each of your strokes, I'm a big believer in tinkering and experimenting until you get to the point where you are comfortable, whether that be with your grip, equipment, mechanics, and so on. You, know, you have to remember that what is ideal for one player may not necessarily be for another. There isn't just a right way or one way to approach things. There's only what is ideal or right for you. Oftentimes, the solution is right under our noses. So the next time you go about tweaking your strokes, do yourself a favor and check the grip first. Well, that's all for this episode, folks. Thanks for joining us at Rock and Rally Tennis. Please subscribe to our podcast at rockandrallytennis.com. I'm James Lynn. See you next time.